0: Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, June 14th. It's Flag Day. So happy Flag Day. And uh, I, I have to say, I don't like the polarization around the flag. I like a nice flag. I like it treated very respectfully. I don't like extra things or extra colors or anything like that. So be respectful of the flag. That's all I ask. That's it. Otherwise, we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions. This is the program that tries to do that. We do that by encouraging you to actually go to our website, jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com. And there you click the contact us button. And if you've got a financial question, we would just have you write it down, Send it off to us if you'd like to join us on the air live. There's a little button, a little check mark box that you say, yes, I want to come on the air live. But if you don't want to, that's okay too. We don't ask you to do it if you don't feel good about it. If you would like, you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter. It's right there on the website. And you can also do two other things if you've got a few bucks to spare. You can buy my book, The Great Money Reset. This is a book that has really taken on um, greater meaning to me uh, the more distance I have from writing it. Because the stories you guys shared with me and with Mark and the rest of the community helped create this book. The Great Money Reset is a book that I wrote in response to all those questions that I've been receiving about how you can essentially make big changes in your life without blowing up your finances. So if that's something that's interested to you, just go to the website and click the book section and you can choose from wherever you wish to buy your book. Okay. You can also subscribe to our new service. It's called Jill on Money Live. In this service, what we do is we invite you to join us for quarterly live webinars. We've got one coming up in a couple of weeks. That webinar is with the great, the talented Dave stahoviak He is You know, he's got a podcast called Coaching for Leaders, but he's so much more than that. He really is sort of like a workspace guru. And I think he makes people kind of happier with where they are, whether they're the boss, the worker, the underling. I think it's really interesting because he's got great stories and he's got wonderful experience. So for those of you who are still working, uh, this is going to be a good webinar. I can tell you right now, this guy's very deft. You also, when you sign up to be a Jill on Money Live subscriber, are encouraged to eat up all that extra bonus content that we put behind the paywall. So we got some cool extra interviews. All right, right now, let's do some emails because I want to make sure that the shy people get their questions answered. So this is from Jonathan. And he writes, hello, I was wondering if I need to save my money in things other than tax advantage accounts like 403Bs, 457s, IRAs and SEP IRAs. My wife is 42. I am 44. We have about a million and a half dollars in these accounts. Unfortunately, we only have around $50,000 in our Roth IRAs. We also have around $2 million in a taxable account. Mark, wow. They got two kids who are eight and four. They put $10,000 each year into their 529 plans, and they get a state tax break doing that. They own two homes, both of which are paid off, and they're worth $900,000 in total. They own their own cars outright. (laughs) This is shocking how good this is because Jonathan writes, I got a late start in saving. (laughs) Really? Because this is kind of amazing. He says, I can see that we could have too much money in our taxable accounts. He means in his tax deferred accounts, leading to a required minimum distribution catastrophe. They spend 10 or $12,000 a month and they expect this to be around where they will be before inflation throughout our lives. He says, I make between seven dollars and $800,000 annually. Wife is home with the kids. Well, first of all, you've done a tremendous job. There's nothing bad that's happening. The question I have is, do you have other choices on the 403B or the 457? Could you potentially have a Roth option on those? Even though you make a boatload of money, maybe it's just time that you started paying the tax that's due at the top bracket, because it seems like you're right. You're on track for having a pretty nasty required minimum distribution. But, you know, listen, I don't know where you live, but if you're in a high tax state and you're also in the 37% top bracket, it's rough, you know, and um, you're doing a good job. You've got the non-retirement assets, but maybe just Pull back, either put money into a Roth if you have that available, maybe pull back and just put money into the uh, into the matching component of whatever you have available, or maybe just cut back a little bit. I don't know if you're maxing out a four hundred three b and a four fifty seven. It sounds like this is the kind of person who would do that. This is a rich person's problem. It's a great problem to have. You're amazing. You're in great shape. So I think the what should we do is maybe consider pulling back on the pre-tax, adding more in brokerage, and seeing where you land. I think that makes sense. By the way, here's the opposite end of the spectrum. This is why I love our show. Keith writes, I have three credit cards that I'm not using, and it looks like they're carrying $25,000 of debt. And he says, I'm thinking about pulling out $25,000 of equity from my condo to pay off the debt. Your thoughts? I don't love that. I want to know what else you got out there. The paying off of the debt, I love. The question about where to pull the money where you could pay off the debt from, that's my bigger question. Is the condo the only asset you own? Is there a retirement account? Maybe we could borrow against it. If you're no longer racking up new debt, can you just try to whack that 25 grand down. That's a, one of those questions that needs a lot more scrutiny. Eva writes, "I'm 71. I'm still working, though only part-time. My husband's 84 and he is retired. We are both healthy given our ages. We have a house that we love. There's approximately a million dollars in equity. I'm thinking of a reverse mortgage so we can access the equity and use it as a cushion, maybe travel." maybe in-home care for one of us, if need be. We have two rental properties that have equity. We're not quite ready to sell those either. Your thoughts on the reverse mortgage approach? I wouldn't do a reverse mortgage unless it was my last asset. So my thoughts on that would be, if you have rental properties and there's equity in those properties, I would much prefer you sell one of those. Then do a reverse mortgage because he is older, it probably works well for him, but you're not so old, and I don't think that's the I don't think that's the smartest decision. I'd love to know more about those rentals. I'd love to know what you're holding them for or who you're holding them for, and I'd love to try to convince you to access those if need be. So that's something I would love to chat with you about. This is from Teresa who writes, My pri- my primary residence is New York City. I have a place in Florida and I frequent it. Two times a year for a couple of weeks. When I work in Florida for more than a week, I have to alert the HR department where I work that I'm in Florida and has to add my Florida address for tax purposes. I read that in the state of Florida, I will not have to file state income taxes. How does this work when I file for my taxes? Since Florida doesn't have state income taxes, I assume my paycheck will be more. Thank you for your time. Well, I think you're going to have an interesting question here because I don't know if New York's going to let you get away with this. I mean, it is possible, but because it's such a short period of time, New York might say, well, you know what? No, you're a New York resident. You're paying New York taxes on this. We really don't care where you work because your firm, if your company is in New York, I think you're kind of screwed. If you have a real question about this, this is a perfect time to talk to a tax preparer or a CPA because they're not going to be busy right now so uh, I would do that and uh, maybe not this minute to June 14th because estimated taxes are due tomorrow but in the next few days I'd contact a CPA and get an opinion on that hypothetical question if you worked for said company and you went to Florida a couple times a year would you tell anybody <laughs> I would not. I don't think you're going to save enough money on taxes anyway, because I think New York's going to reach in and say, "No, thank you. You're a resident of New York. That money is made in New York." Unless you're doing something where it's like, "I'm going to work at um, I'm going to work at a theme park in Orlando, and I earn money in the state of Florida from a from a Florida organization." I don't know. It's a little bit interesting. Um, okay, this is from Jeffrey. Oh, the subject is Ed Slott, one of my favorite topics. Okay. Jeffrey writes, I recently started listening to your podcast, which I love. I signed up for the premium service and I listened to the webinar with Ed Slott. What a fantastic webinar. I learned so much from it. Thank you for for providing that information. I'm looking forward to more webinars. Thanks again. Mark, I like how you're putting in a little extra push so I don't have to. Thank you for that. Okay. This is from Josh who says... One day I'm going to be brave enough to come on the show for advice, but now I'm just going to give you a show recommendation. We seem to have the same taste in television, and since you like Ted Lasso, you should check out Shrinking on Apple+. Plus. You will not be disappointed. I liked it as much as Ted Lasso. Of course I watch Shrinking. Mark, did you watch Shrinking? Yes, this guy's completely right. I was talking the other day about thinking of another show that makes me feel good like Ted Lasso, and he's right. Shrinking, Shrinking did that for me. Awesome show. I think it's an amazing show. Well done. I liked shrinking a lot. I can't say that I liked it as much as Ted Lasso. Okay, so that's it. That's the program. Please send along your show recommendations. Don't forget that I like dark European, Northern European crime dramas. I do like that very much. I just watched one, a UK one called Marcella. Oof. That took some brutal, dark turn. Uh, anyway, send along any recs. We love it. And if you have a question about your financial life, go to our website, jilladmoney.com. Click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd like to come on the air. Of course, we are happy to do our wonderful email segments every now and again. We try to do that a couple times a week so that shy people are paid attention to. We really do appreciate you. And we are delighted that you do join us. Don't forget, everything lives on our website, jillonmoney.com. Just bookmark it. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, leave us a rating and review on Apple. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Change your work. Change your wealth. Change your life. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep, deep.